Did you set the house on fire? Did you get your sister pregnant? Did you sell your grandma's kidney just for fun? You're a menace, you're a bastard, you're a son of a bitch. What is the worst thing? Worst thing? Worst thing you ever done? Worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> I must say, uh, <laughs> if we're the Andrews sisters, you're definitely Patty. <laughs> Who are the Andrews sisters? Oh, they were they were the white version of like Destiny's Child back in the day. Yes, of course. I would say Patty is definitely a Beyonce. A yeah. Beyonce. I definitely always want to be a Beyonce. Well, the good news was she was the one blonde, and the other two were the brunettes. Patty, that is. And also Beyonce. Look at that. Can you handle it? I don't think you can handle this. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Louis B. Mayer, star of my life, really. <laughs> star, of, star of my high school days, star of my college days, but, and now in my regular everyday life. I mean, yes, now, but was I really the star you, of you those... Pivotal you know, time. like when you watch a movie and all the credits come up, and you think, "Wow, this movie took a lot of people to make this happen." You are like one of those names. <laughs> sure, I'm definitely like an extra, extra number best. <laughs> well, you were a best boy, grip, grip, uh, uh, lighting, yeah. Bernice Matisse. Did... They used to call you, right? No, only I called you that. You called me that. Yeah. So just so we can get the timeline <laughs> down, um, you're one year younger than me. Or two. It's definitely two grade years. years. Okay. Now, enough about you. Back to me. Um, Correct. There's a radical change in priority right there. Correct. <laughs> um, you were a freshman when I was a junior? Yes. You were, When I was a senior, you were a sophomore? Sounds about right. But we never met? Our paths never crossed. But you, but you knew me. But we knew, I feel like we knew of each mm -hmm. other. Like how exciting! Correct. It was the time of like really bad clothing mm -hmm. at that time. We were at an all boys school and terribly an dressed. All boys Catholic school. Correct. Repression through the roof. Correct. Um, dare I say that back in the day, you had a different voice. You actually. Correct. You did you go through a little bit of like speech therapy or something? Self-corrected. Self-corrected. Yeah. Because when I knew you, you, you were kind of talking up there. I talked like Elmo. You talked a little bit like Elmo. And then when I came in contact with you again, I said, somebody's done some, some glow up over here. Someone's done some work. Someone's um, done some work. Lowered his voice about 10 octaves and did a little working out. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and fixed things. But our paths crossed. Not that there was anything wrong with you. But Pat it was high school version. And then when we passed each other again in college, later... I ignored you then, right? Correct. <laughs> in fact, you said to me, like, um, you know, I once tried to talk to you at a party, and you completely ignored me. And I said, that was rude. I'm sorry. You're like, yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it was what it was. It I was don't, what I don't, it was, yeah. It was that time. It was... You were Louis B. Mayer. I was... You were Bernice Matisse. 
sure. <laughs> sure, if you say so. <laughs> so you're now excited to be on the award-winning podcast, the worst thing you've ever done. The worst thing. When I asked you about this, I is said... Is this the worst thing I've ever done? Ah, <laughs> this is one for the theologians. Um, Catholic schoolboy. Correct. Uh, repressed-ish. Where'd you grow up? Um, North Jersey. Like the epitome of conservative white people. You know, people who are from Michigan, when they are asked where they're from, they point to a place on their hand. If you're from Jersey, you point into your armpit. Well, New Jersey is the armpit of America. Very much so. I'm, I'm more of the north armpit mm. going towards the arm. So now you teach kids. I do. Impressionable minds. Yes. Is this something you love? Yes. Yes. Sure. That's what teachers are supposed to say, right? Like, you love it and it's Dancer, amazing. choreographer, Correct. and Ariana Grande stan? No. No. I mean, I like her. I, don't, I wouldn't say I'm a stan. Oh. Are you a barb? No. No. I'm a... Do you want to keep guessing? Let's see if I can get it on the third guess. Um, okay. Third time's a charm. Gaga. There it ah, is. I did get it. There well, it is. I had to delve into the faggotry to figure out exactly <laughs> who you were. It wasn't that hard a, a hop, skip, and a jump, as they but, say. Um, but a lot of people our age are Mariahs. Oh, I was a Mariah. I was a lamb, a Lamley. Lam- a lam- um, Some of us are even... Madonna's. Madonna's. Ma- Madonna's. What would you call a Seliner? <laughs> like, a Sel- like Selinas or Celine? Dion? Oh, there was Selinas, and then there was Celine, Celine, the greatest singer in the world. Yes, yes. Bang your chest. Bang your chest and raise your arm up into the air. Um, I was. I, I feel like I was just any female. Mm-hmm. I was on that route, but I feel like I've picked my my queen. Your queen. With Gaga, like. I would went to a concert. We were talking about the potential of turning 40. And I was saying how I remembered that there were TV shows that I watched where characters proclaimed themselves to be 40. And looking back on it now, I wish I hadn't scoffed at them. Because here I am in my gorgeous, not-so-twilight years, <laughs> reaching, sifting through the debris. No. No. And, and figuring out, you know, who I am, where we're going. And part of this fun excursion is I bring my adorable guest on to uh, enlighten me. And I feel like you should go first and I'll pepper you with questions and jump in here and there, here and there. Let's we'll just see how it goes. We're getting right into my worst thing story. Worst thing you've allegedly ever done. No, I said to him, because he is a teacher, I don't need the bury the body story. You can save that no, one. you're getting a nice... You're getting a nice... Um, fun story. A nice uh, glimpse, if you will, into yeah. Louis B. Mayer over well, here. Well, I'll try to keep it as, as clean as possible. Go for it. Okay, so... So there you were. <laughs> <laughs> Every year. Every year. A group of my friends travel during the summer travel out to Pennsylvania and the Poconos mm. and enjoy a week beautiful Mount Airy Lodge literally <laughs> down the block <laughs> if you know you know Mount Airy Lodge commercials um, the place with the um, heart shaped or champagne, champagne glass, glass hot tub place mm. is literally down the block um, from where we stay and I go up there and we have, we drink and we have a lovely time hanging out together, you know, 
there have been up to 30 of us and as less as 10 of us there at any given week is this a gay excursion it's not even with gays i am the only gay is this the girl scation this is like the the crew scation like it's uh my friends their significant others their wives their husbands their children i get to hang out a week with my pretend niece and nephew oh god i i don't even have to t- tuck my boner back. This is bring a book. <laughs> Just tuck it in. Um, Just tuck it in. So as gird your loins. So in my younger days, I would use um, that gay dating app. Which one? Starts with grind, ends with er. <laughs> um, and for funsies, Granger? sometimes correct. Um, for funsies, I would. <laughs> Turn it on while we were in the the woods. Oh, of you must have been popular in those woods. It, was there like one there, um, Confederate like uh, carpenter for tw- ten miles? Or? <laughs> Funny that you say that. Um, so one evening, okay, so this more this is too much backstory. There's this place called Rainbow Mountain, Ooh. which is also around in a couple miles of where we stay, and it is the gay Pocono re- re- like resort yes like cabins bars clubs and you're, you're a good boy I mean I'm you ve- are I'm very one wholesome. of the patron saints of white privilege could we sure say? <laughs> 100% yes correct um just put me in a robe anyway <laughs> so one night I am I don't want to say in fully intoxicated but I've had a drink I'm feeling good right Feeling confident. You're, you're feeling the you're the jantasy. Sure. <laughs> Correct. And I'm on the the, the rur, and a gentleman caller. <laughs> the gentleman has caller invited me to join him at the hot tub at, at Rainbow Mountain. At the beautiful Rainbow, Rainbow Mountain. Re- Reading Rainbow Mountain. Um. <laughs> uh, God, Lord. <laughs> was it the harmony that three <laughs> singing in general is not my strongest suit um so i decide i'm going to go now do i just decide to go no i ask my friend May I go? Mother, may Should I? Should I go? And I? Yeah, the answer is always yes. She always says yes. So, you so need an adventure. And you've worked hard. You deserve this. Truly. So <laughs> so I decided to meet this gentleman. And I put on one of my... Did you wash up at the lake first? I mean, you were I, camping, de- right? I definitely prepared. Yeah. But we weren't... We're not roughing it. Like, okay. we were staying in nice, like, condos and Oh, you were stuff. glamping it? We're vacationing in the oh. Pocatus. We're not. There's no camping involved. Oh. I don't... Camp. I have to the only camp I do is my mental image of your being vacation. campy. Like <laughs> you are a campy. <laughs> you are. Campy. I do it. I do enjoy the camp. So I leave. Get in my car. I go. I put on one of my slutty bathing suits. Describe for our listeners. Um, I didn't go full banana hammock speedo mm. type thing. I went for a a trunk. Mm. A, a sensible trunk. A sensible trunk, but it was like booty short. Questionable. Short. Yeah, you can tell. You this, wouldn't you wouldn't had, wear it to the cookout with the family, right? But right. this this bathing suit had an agenda. <laughs> it had a mind of its own. <laughs> it was like I know my purpose. 
And my purpose is... Is, is, is to, um, to contour <laughs> and hug all the right areas. To show off all the right things. Disguise all the wrong things. <laughs> well, I was much younger, so there was nothing left was really nothing to disguise. Left. It was just present the goods. And I arrive, and this gentleman is... Just like his pictures, looks good. He did. He he, he subscribed mm-hmm. to his his own yeah, which was mortality. Which, which is yes. a plus. I didn't feel like I was going Thank to be you murdered. For being, yes, uh, up, up front, a model citizen, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate such a thing exists on the dirt. Um, so, first red flag, and I should have turned away then, is I took off like my basketball shorts to be in the bathing suit, and he goes, "Oh, you're one of those." Where were you when you removed these basketball shorts? We were next to the hot tub. It was outside, like, on a deck. And, and by the, the the reference to you're one of those, what one of those? What did that mean? So I didn't know. And I literally, I have to ask him, like, what do you what mean, mean one, one of those? One of those. I, of course I'm going to wear a bathing suit into the hot tub. You know, one not of Not my those, basketball shorts. One of those who oh. wears, one of those gays oh. who wears tiny Questionable. Shorts. Shall we say, like, the male version of um, lingerie. Uh, the male version of like a string bikini. It felt like. I thought like the male slutty... version of a string bikini is like a jockstrap. It's technically. Well, to this guy, if I would have shown up in anything less than what I was wearing, he might have so ran away. So you should have worn your Girl Scout uniform. Were you probably. prepared? <laughs> I probably should have worn a full-on just fatigues. Um, <laughs> So he was masking it. He was real masked. Very. So masked. Very. So, I'm like, that should be the first red flag. I'm like, well, I, and I was like, listen, I'm doing this for your benefit. I don't, I'm not wearing this for me, hon. I'm wearing this for you. You like what you see? It's like, yeah, it's good. I'm like, man, shut up. It's going in the water anyway. So we get into this freaking hot Are tub. you hungry? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I thought he was. To be lactose intolerant. Oh. <laughs> So, we're in the hot tub. It's a lot of story. I should feel like I should get to the point. Anyway, mm. lots of... Lot, we're Exposition. Talking. Yeah. So, we're talking and kind of kissing, kind of making out, but the discussion has irked me so. You got a bee in your bonnet? Yeah. So, it turns out he was a Chris Christie supporter. Governor, what? former governor of New Jersey. You mean Chris um, Christie? Let's make some traffic in in Fort Lee. Chris Christie, the very controversial Chris Christie, the one who sat on a beach while the rest of us couldn't. Correct. So, uh, presidential candidate at one point thought he was thought he would run. Toady, Toady. That's a reference to the Christmas story. How, remember how like the bully had a Toady, the one who ran after him. So of course Trump's Toady was Chris Christie. Correct. Right. Yes. That was. That was, a, that, was that, was that was a reach. That was a reach. That was a reach. And he had just that the governor has just done this whole big like attack on education and teachers and, and our salaries and all that stuff. And so I was, you know, that that time that the internet went down after it came back up, I thought for sure he was going to award himself the next uh, Food Network star. Correct. <laughs> Absolutely. So I was all fired up, and this got me going. And then he was like. I would vote for Trump. Now here, here, let's talk, let's unpack this a little bit. Okay, like, now you've driven 
ways to be here. You've you you brought a costume change. You've uh, there, there was a quick you've change. Fallen into some good lighting. Correct. Uh, you've the dim floodlight of a right. Deck. You, yes, you, you've you've done some work. Now, it's it's like saying, oh, you painted yourself slightly into a corner. It's like, do I walk across the paint, or do I just accept my fate? Like. Because, I mean, you don't have to get married, and you don't have to respect this person. Some of the best times you can have are with people you don't even respect. Now, wh- here's the best question of all. Why bring it up at all to you? Like, like, that's not what you're here for. You're here for the goods. You're not here for the bads. Trust me, I, I don't know how the conversation went there, but it just happened. And then I, then I tried to redirect. Oh, good redirector. I okay. love. Uh, l- let's just switch right topics. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he mentioned while How we were the stock market trade? while we were messaging that he recently bought a home, hmm. and we started talking about that. And then I was like, oh, that's so nice. I'm like, I'm like, you're pretty fit. Do you work out? He's like, no, I'm not one of those gym guys. Oh, another just, one, another reference, another dig, another dig. another dig. And I'm like, do you work out at the gym? I'm like, yeah, like every day, at the time. <laughs> and he was like, no, I just. I just do work around my house. I that's, that's my, that's my, my workout. I move, I move the barbecue to the left. I carry a, a brick to the right. Uh, so I paint myself into a corner. If there weren't enough red flags, should have turned but around you, at any point. Well, you continued. You persevered. I, you listen, took one for the team. I was very... You wrapped a flag around your head and you did it for the country. Someone thought... I was like, she was just thirsty. So I was like, let's go for it. Let's do it. Let's get, let's. What could happen? Let's get down to business. So I became a little bit more physically aggressive. Like, let's stop talking because the more you talk, the more I don't think um, the flagpole will be able to hold up the flag. You know what I'm saying? Salute like, just, your shorts. Yeah. Let's just get down to let's business. Do it. And things are happening and it turns into a taffy pole. Oh, I, I'm, on, I'm on, used to any number of phraseologies, but um, because I could not, it was he oh, could, like, like when it's gone, it's gone. You mean it was Gonzo, and I was you using every tool in my toolbox. Every for, tri- for our listeners who are still questioning, shout out to um, my cousin. Um, what? What Louis B. Mayer is referencing is, um, like, when the rusty trombone um, melts. <laughs> <laughs> there was not enough... Was that, that accurate? There was not enough air in my... Tires? Tr- tr- uh, trumpet to right. get him going. I was, I, was, I, was, I was blowing so hard in this horn. Right. But nothing was coming it just, out. It wasn't happening. It was not. It was just not. And, and then you have to worry about you. Oh. But there was no worrying about me. No. There was no of that. So you think... No, I mean like worrying about getting from point A to point B yourself and then getting the hell out of there. So then it was time to get an exit strategy. Exit strategy. It was now very... I want to be your end game, end game. <laughs> it was very early in the morning now. And by that, like, the night has started to turn to day again. And the I'm like, I got I to get out of here. Yep. So I'm like, I think, 
I think I'm gonna go. Yeah. Like, I had nothing else. I said, I think I'm just gonna go. He's like, what do you mean you're just gonna go? No cuddling. I'm like, well, I'm starting to get a little pruney. And I don't think you're into this. And he's yeah. like, who told you that? I'm like... Who told you that? Well. I'm like, well... Well, darling. Like... <laughs> like, wake up. And he was just like, yeah. I think it's just a hot water, the hot tub. And then proceeds to, like, sit on the edge with his now everything. I'm like... Hard-boiled eggs? Correct. Just... Everything else. Pack it up. Put that lazy thing in a cab. I get out. I don't have a towel. Now I'm freezing dripping cold. Water. Dripping water. I'm like putting my shorts on wet. And he's like, bathing just, suit. You're really just going to leave me like this? I'm like, I mean, you've done worse. I'm like, yes, yeah. I'm, I'm just leaving. And he starts being very aggressive in terms of his language. He's like, I thought that you could be. Um, my Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I thought we had something. I, I'm like, why aren't you just go back to your farm? Like, yeah. truly, like just go back. Go back like, to your farm. And he is back to now, your Farmville. I don't want to say like chasing me, but definitely like coming after me. But as not naked. taking no for an answer, and I'm my short my my shorts are my, back on my basketball shorts that I never use are on the t- the tank top is on tank, soaking soaking wet, so- dripping, sopping, moist, and moist. I'm walking to park car. It's like, why don't we just go to my truck? We could finish there. I'm like, ah. what truck? He's like, I got my F one fifty with me. I'm like, no, no, put your clothes on, no. and I go to my car. I go and. Happened to be parked right next to him. What a treat, what a dream. Now he had said some very disparaging things, like before he suggested I go finish his car. Like I was not cool. I was not happy. So I'm not proud of it. No. And I don't suggest anyone else do this. Right. But I went a little Carrie Underwood. <laughs> you you became the, the second most uh, influential country singer of uh, in female uh, I... country history. Just took my car keys and just happened to drag them along the side of his car. You you like to mark your prey, like we mark pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I did not. You didn't think about it. You just did it. It was like instinctive. Like I, I completely got back. That's out. for me, and that, I couldn't remember a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I walked along the side of his car like I was. Go- Going, going to get into mine and just and then I you know you look in his truck and he has like stuff back there so what happens if I just knocked out a mirror so I knocked out the mirror with his own like two by four that was in the back of his car well, you, you're a country song waiting to happen all you need is a train in the distance and then he finally comes out and I'm tossing the wood into the truck and getting, like, you know, transitioning out of the whatever. And, you know, he walks. He doesn't notice that anything has happened to his car. I am now pulling away. Addictive little minx in wet shorts. It was a time. I was we were in a all bad different place. people. I, I was know. much younger than I am now. I would never do anything like you that now. You didn't know me. I didn't know you. 
I've also been out in the freezing cold in this hot tub for hours, yeah. trying to accomplish a goal that never happened for anybody. Wow. It was an aggravating time. And he deserved it for the... I mean, a the, series of just... These are bad dates. I mean, my story similar about the worst date that I've ever had. Um, I was only 20. <laughs> the sun is right there. I was only 20. Um, and this boy, Johnny the Borders boy, who worked at the Borders bookstore at the plaza. Oh, this was a time. <laughs> this was okay. a time. It doesn't even exist anymore. He had bleached blonde M&M hair. Like, that gives you an idea as to, like, where we were. And um, he said, let's meet at Pizzerina Uno for our first date. Classy. Yeah. The reason I met him was because I couldn't find a particular CD that I was looking for. He worked there. He found it for me. And when he handed it to me, he said, hmm, cute and dumb. And <clears throat> if you want to get me, you know, you wow, just insult just, me. Just come out with it. What, what a come on. What a come and, on. Cute and dumb. What, can I ask <clears throat> what the music was? The CD? Ani DeFranco. <laughs> I was in my crazy lesbian phase. Um, it's okay. We all, we, we've all... I'm I, still in it. I mean... So we met at Pizzerino Uno. And he was 21. He could drink. And he wanted to show me that he could drink. And um, I remember it just distinctly when the waitress came over, him going, Soco and Lime, and make it a double. I'll never forget. So I'd never heard of Soco and Lime. Soco and Lime, and make it a double. So he ordered his Soko and Lime and starts drinking. And I was not old enough to drink, so I watched him drink. And while we were talking, I asked him what he'd done that day. And he said, I put away an entire wall full of Jerky Boy CDs. Remember the Jerky Boys? <laughs> <laughs> Frank phone calls recorded. I love how he didn't just say, oh, I work today. I work today. It he was specifically the, said, the specificity of uh, I put away a wall boys. full of Jerky Boys CDs. Um, that My should let you know how boys. long ago this was. Uh, and I said, oh, I like the Jerky Boys. And he said, and this was Red Flag. Remember you were talking about mm. Red Flag? Red Flag number one. He goes... This was the first one? The first the, one. The bleach blonde <clears throat> hair wasn't the first? We let that ride. Okay. And he said, I think they're poop. Loud enough that the whole restaurant Did turned he around. Use the word poop? He used the word poop. <laughs> yeah. And I remember thinking, okay... Strike one. <laughs> okay. So I love it how that's only your first strike. I have had about eight. Oh, guess get ready. Go on. So um, he proceeded for the next like five minutes to act like he was in a job interview with me. And I could tell that what he was doing was putting on airs like, oh, I can't believe I'm on another date with somebody. And I, it, it's probably not going to go well. So my way of like protecting my heart is to like... Like, make it fail before it even has a chance. You know, like, that. that's what it felt like, where I he was like... I you could see my face right now. Go on. <laughs> like, like, you're not gonna hurt me, white devil. Let <laughs> 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 me put on my armor. You can't hurt me. You can't me. hurt me, white devil. So, um... <laughs> then the next thing he did that became a red flag was uh, while we we're sitting there, he burped really loud and the restaurant turned around again. Like that was his way of letting me know, like, like you're taking too much time. Like, like this date is not going anywhere. Johnny, the borders boy. Um, and uh, I was thinking to myself when this happened, oh, red flag. Here is number two. Like this, this oh, keep your eyes open. Like this is uh, not good. And uh, strike number two. So I proceed to allow him to continue on this date with me. And I had not ordered any food because, like, I, I just knew that, like, 
You know how you get these just feelings around people where you're like, mm, this isn't going to make it to cappuccino. Like, this is not no. going to, this is not the mint on the pillow. Like, this, this is a, this is me ordering coffee and like me, you know, piecing out. I know what's going to happen. Here's what he did. He gave me the third red flag. Thank God. He was wearing this kind of mesh shirt. And he proceeded to put both his little pinkies into a hole in the front of it and rip it open at the table. And Wait. I... What? <laughs> 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 destroys, he his destroys his shirt at the... T- he but, didn't bring a change of costume. But no. why? I, I think he was just trying that- to show me, like, like, round these parts, like... <laughs> Like, I, I, I think I, what he was trying to, like, set a precedent of, like, if we date, you will have to put up with things like this. I, I, I'm, I'm tr- going to rip open my shirt at dinner. He, I'm crazy. I might he, bring a snowball to bed one night. What do you think yeah. he was? Hulk Hogan? Like, does that mean just <laughs> oh, Hulkamaniac? Like, the Hulkamaniac right there. And I said, thank you. That's it. Check, please. Check, please. Red flag. Strike three. Now, you might think that's the worst date I've ever gone on. But it's it turns bad. wait. <laughs> <laughs> because not too long after that, uh, I was on some dating app that I actually paid like with my own credit card. Well, to, you like, paid. I did. I was like twenty bucks. It might have been match.com. This was like in the my twenties. And I I met a boy who he didn't put it in the paperwork of his dating app. But I figured out pretty quickly when I met him, and before I tell you this next part, when I was telling this story to my friend Matthew, he suddenly went, oh my God, I know who you're talking about. Stop it. You know how, you know how everyone's connected. Everybody's connected. Now, when I met him for the first time, I think his name uh, was, was Ryan. He had a glass eye. And it matched his regular one. What a- how lovely that they matched. They matched. I, I don't know if I had a glass eye. I would keep the first it. thing I he said. Do two colors. Go he on. was like, "Yeah, I have a glass eye." Um, so like, you'll notice that like sometimes I really only like blink with one eye. And his come on, funny line was like, "But then you know I'm just blinking at you." Like, oh man. Oh, but he was he was a um, he did hair, and okay. um, at the time I was experimenting. You know about experimenting. I. <laughs> <laughs> High school. Yeah. <laughs> I I have blondish kind of like lighter hair, but I wanted to have black hair. But only problem is when you try to dye your hair black when you've got light hair, you have these like blonde roots that come in faster than usual and you have to keep up. The upkeep will kill you. And I learned real fast that like if you get it on your scalp, it's not leaving for like three or four days. You have to wear like a bandana or a hat. But enough about that. So I'm talking to him and he's like, well, I do hair and I see like your blonde roots are kind of coming. I had black hair at the time. Mm -hmm. I see your blonde roots are coming through. He goes, this is an interesting first date. Would you like me to professionally give you a haircut and color on me? And I thought, this is an interesting date. Ryan with one eye at his apartment is going to cut and color my hair for free. I mean... What a great story Salon to like. Salon Ryan. Salon yes. Ryan with the, uh, you know, single Cyclops, one digit. <laughs> Salon Cyclops. Salon Cyclops Ryan. Welcome to Salon Cyclops, <laughs> where we give you <laughs> half a good haircut. Where, where I, <laughs> I, I close my good eye. I squint I, with rose colored glasses. Anyway. So he gives me a little haircut, like in his living room, like throws the, the cloth around my shoulders. Um, and you know, we're, we're getting along great. And I'm thinking, what a unique first date. 
And then he's like, okay, well, now I'm going to apply, like, the uh, the black. He actually had all, like, the chemicals and the paint or whatever. And <clears throat> I figured a professional knows what they're doing, right? So he oh, no. proceeds to, like, paint it on to, like, you know, my hair. Mm-hmm. And I know what it's supposed to feel like. And it ain't supposed to feel like this! <clears throat> How much? On a level of one to ten, how bad was the burning? Uh, six. Mm-hmm. Where I said to him, no, 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 this is bad. This is bad. You, you, we have to, like, he goes, well, I can't wash it out now. Your hair will turn gray. I went, no, no, you got to get it out now. Like, whatever, whatever you've done, you've done wrong. Maybe you did, maybe it's expired. I don't know. But, like, you, you got to get it out. You got to get it out. You got to get it. So he runs me into his shower. Uh, actually, his tub and puts my head, my head under the sink, and proceeds to like wash it out. And like, as you can imagine, like I'm like, bu- I'm like burned. I can't believe. Date over. Date over. Message. Message received. Oh, no, no, no. Exit. Strategy. Date Run. over. And I said to him, I think I just, I think I just want to go home. Okay. He goes, Yeah, but like we're still cool, right? And I lied, and I was like, Yeah, 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 yeah. Like we're, we're cool, but um, like, I think I just, I just need to go home now. And I got home the next day. I was like looking in the mirror, and I'm like. God, my was hair. all of your hair still there? Yes, but it okay. was my scalp was a little burned, and my hair was a little gray. Like it, the whole thing turned a like, little bit gray. What kind of gray? Like, gray green, not black. Gray green. Oh, not even like nice. Not like, nice. No. I had to fix it myself. I was like, I can't l- live in the world with gray green hair. So I, you know, one got regular normal color, like from CVS. Did it myself and f- completely forgot about Cyclops. <laughs> You know, like you do. You know, you know, like you, you. Someone's hot and heavy for like a week, and you can just forget them. Like, well, listen, a one bad experience. It was a bad over. experience, and I was like, you know what? Once, once burned, twice. <laughs> What's the phrase? I was trying to come up with a funny phrase. I thought it would, it would be there, but it wasn't. Once burned, twice shy. Uh, one, 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 two in the bushes, where three in the handbag. Uh, Yes. Yes. Put your hands on your hips and just confidently say so yes. So you can imagine my uh, surprise when a week later I got an email on the dating app from him. And he was like, no joke. He wrote to me, if we're never going to hang out again, you owe me $50 for the cut and color. That's how much I charge my regular clients. And I said, really? How much do I owe you for the burn? And he did not have a witty comeback for that. You... There's nothing to say. Like, what do you do after you burn someone? After you traumatize, <laughs> you traumatize someone's air follicles and scalp. And not only that, he had one eye. Listen, I don't. <laughs> How did he dot his eyes? I ask you. <laughs> With hearts? With, I don't think you know. He's probably the person. Upside down exclamation points. I don't think he dots his eyes or crosses his T's because he can't see them. <laughs> Do you think he sees? Do you think he feels like Braille on the page? Like, I mean, just it's just half of it. Like, okay, let me see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover my eye right very, now, and I'm, I'm gonna look at you. This is very bad. Okay, now I'm gonna open the other eye, and I see nothing. <laughs> <laughs> if you can see the two of us just covering our faces. Okay, well, very we, ableist. We have to take now. a break. Oh no! <laughs> Are you having fun? Are you having fun? I'm having so much fun. <laughs> and we're back. Oh, it's so good to be back. You uh, were gone for so long. We were gone. It, it was like the Twilight Zone. I didn't know where I was for a moment. Um, it is so good to see you after all these years of ignoring you. Correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like we're meeting for the first time, really. Truly. Have getting you, to know each other. Getting to know you. Yeah. Um, so, how you doing? 
in life in general. Very busy right now. But busy girl. I like being busy. Yeah. It's whatever, but stressful at yeah. times, very stressful at times, but I'm enjoying what I'm doing for the most part. So what are we talking about? What we're what? do you do? I mean, do you want to tell our people you you're guiding sensitive minds that need guidance? So I, by day I teach elementary school. Right. And then at night I direct high school theater. Right. Um, what they can. <laughs> and then I am now directing community theater, which has brought the two of us back, back together. together. To be real friends this time, to, perhaps, well, maybe. We'll see how it turns good, out. I mean, what kind of bathing suit you got? Anyhow. <laughs> we we reached that part of the pod where I shuffle like a polka player. And then you... A polka player. <laughs> a polka player. A polka player. players. Polka players for 20 trash. years. They're all one of my trash. And not one of them has a last name. <laughs> One of my favorite Joan Rivers moments on that goddamn show with Trump. I I, I hate to say that I enjoyed it. I hate it, to say it too. Yeah. But I loved I Celebrity do, I do Apprentice. rewatch it. I love Celebrity Prince and Joan she Rivers. She called me, um, what was it, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> I, I loved, and I played that clip for my family at, like, family dinner once. It could have been a holiday. I don't. And me and my brother laughed like morons for at least 20 minutes over a polka player. You're a polka player. Poker play is a trash. And she goes, the other woman who I don't know who remember, Annie. Annie, whatever, goes, poker players are the best people. Poker players are trash. Meanwhile, John Rivers is in like a fur. Fur. Coat, just lit. Diamonds. Just a poker. Like her hand gesture. A poker player? One of the greatest moments. I had a, a boss who, when I met her for the first time, uh, she told me her husband was a professional poker player. And my other co-worker said to me, you mean he's a fucking bum loser. <laughs> and I remember thinking, how could she say that about her? And then if you stay home and you play poker all day as a profession, you're not a real human being, I don't think. I don't want to, I don't know enough about it, but I feel to like... To form an opinion? You, we do it all the time. You I, can form an opinion. But like an educated opinion. I can just, you know generalize that I don't well gen- our generalizations are facts <laughs> okay so now we've reached that part <laughs> now which are you feeling lucky which one do you think you want to read um email 675 oh. uh, that one in your hand okay. that one right there you go ahead <clears throat> here oh, we go I picked wrong it's, it's a lengthy here we go do I say the person's name? No. No. I love your podcast. One of your stories reminds me of a class I took in college. <laughs> it was performance art just like yours. I was a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in my class was about my age in their 20s. But my college also had this continuing adult education series where every now and then people in their 40s, 50s, and 60s could finish their degrees. I think we had that. Maybe. We definitely had some people... Who were not of the 20th uh, century. <laughs> who were not our age group and, and definitely right. took some acting. I was definitely in acting class with someone who was like, what the hell are you doing here? Mm. First day of class, I met a student who absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Don't they all? Tr- truly. <laughs> um, as long as it turned into a taffy pole. It was a 50-something-year-old gentleman in a wheelchair who is deaf, and he came with a personal interpreter. Ooh. The interpreter was provided by the college. 
we learned immediately that his name was... Am I going to say this person's yeah. name? Simone. Simone. S-I-M-O-N-E. Simone. Simone. He was French. Mm-hmm. Sounds it. He... <laughs> <laughs> he used to be an architect and he fell off a building once oh. and shattered his spine. Oh my God. And this is why he's now in a wheelchair. Simone would furiously. <laughs> Getting to know. <laughs> Simone would furiously sign with his hands and his interpreter was the voice and would bellow out anything that he had to say. Hmm. <laughs> we learned in media that we. Do not look or address the interpreter herself. Right. You're only to look and address at only Simone. Right. To facilitate communication. Facilitate communication. And that is in quotes, facilitate communication. (laughs) A lot of anger in those quotes. That's what she called it. That's what it says here. Okay. Occasionally, students would forget this golden rule and would address the interpreter rather than Simone. And she would blast them into next Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Scolding them and letting them... No, not to, to oh, and letting them know to stop being so rude and to address Simone himself. Quote Have you no decency? <laughs> Have you no decency? Very funny. Okay. Um continuing. Before I get ahead of myself, I just want to make very clear that Simone was an asshole. <laughs> Um, he, uh, he, composure. He would not only interrupt class, interrupt conversations, and interrupt people's artwork discussions just to tell them he didn't like it, didn't think it was interesting, and was bored. Oh, oh boy. In case you haven't realized, it wasn't really him interrupting. It was his interpreter speaking, quote, as his voice. As his voice. They were an interesting duo together. He, he, he making, he making weird noises and furiously signing while he stood there proudly screaming out any full, oh, crapola. What is this? Should have read it beforehand. Making weird noises and furiously signing while he stood proudly screaming out any fool, any, any thought, thought, yeah, that came into Simone's mind. Quote, it's cold in here. (laughs) (laughs) Quote, sounds like you didn't do the homework. (laughs) I am bored by this project. I am bored by this project. And this this last one was directed at our our writer. I think you are drunk. I think you are drunk. I think you are drunk. A little bit. Um, Class became difficult because it started to seem like Simone was being graded on a different scale. Where all of us would get negative feedback and told how badly our project sucked by our teacher... Everything Simone brought to class to work every, Simone brought to class to work on was regarded as brilliant. Brilliant. Everything he brought was brilliant. Genius, I'm sure. He did once bring a puppet to class and used it like one would use an actual puppet, and our teacher thought it was the second coming of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> she was so absolutely quote woke that she couldn't possibly grade Simone on his actual involvement and participation. She was so excited to have an unusual student like Simone. Meanwhile, everybody else in class was actually working on true performance art, or at least trying, that semester. I saw a, ro- uh, I, I saw a lot of really good work. 
people actually went home and worked on their performance art pieces, but then Simone would come in class with a flashlight and show us <laughs> all shadow puppets on the wall. You were shadow puppets on the wall. <laughs> Are you effing kidding me? Yeah, I agree. Our teacher would see Simone's pathetic attempts and try and just come. <laughs> what? Say what? Hold on. Our teacher would see Simone's pathetic attempts at trying and just come. At the attempts at trying and come. Just got she all. She would just come. She would just. Wop. She would just... wop. And <laughs> anyway, his interpreter got more and more bold and she would say rude things to me and my fellow class members. You are not a true artist. You are not a true you artist. You are not a true artist. My grandmother could make better art than that. Wow, these are truly wild. Um, who do you think you are? It was really quite comical. I mean, here I am, a hating on here I am hating on a man who is in a wheelchair, deaf and paraplegic. <laughs> does it get worse than that? Oh yes, it does. It does ah! No. My final project got ruined by Simone. OMG. Okay. Actually, I think it was his interpreter too. I won't tell you exactly what my project was, but it involved apples and eggs. Apples and eggs. Actual apples and actual eggs. I even got a sign on them that said, please be careful, fragile, fragile eggs. Fragile! Fragile. I'm sorry to tell you, I really think he knew exactly what he was doing when he knocked them over. Oh, shit. I think on purpose. You see his interpreter helped him move his high-powered wheelchair around to view the class better and accidentally, slash on purpose, <laughs> nudged the table my project was on and all my eggs went flying. He lost his eggs. My hard That's... work ruined my genius. <laughs> my genius. Um, I remember turning... I remember turning on that interpreter and yelling at her and telling her that I knew that she had done it on purpose. She mean told me that in the future I must make sure to address Simone personally if I had an inquiry. We're back here again. We're back here again. <laughs> I turned to this man in front of me. I turned to this man in front of my whole class and said, Dear Simone, do me a favor. Please tell your interpreter that she's a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> This is not one of my proudest moments as I watched her signing to Simone and inevitably what I had just said. And she certainly had a bee in her bonnet about having to interpret word for word what I said. But really, how do you like them apples, bitch? The end. Poor Simone. He was just an innocent bystander in all of this. Truly a... I did a lot of ruffling of the paper. Adult education tragedy. a differently abled person. Oh, he's differently abled. Did he have both eyes, though? Um, could it's, see. It's, had both it's, eyes. It's inconclusive. <laughs> I mean, blind was not there. Deaf was. Paraplegic. Paraplegic was there. Was there. <laughs> he's got a lot going for him. Uh, the question is: Does, Is there a taffy pull? <laughs> <laughs> no. The question is, like, where is Simone now? That is such a great question. Like, Simone, if you're listening... Or if if someone's interpreting for you... If you're reading this, Simone... You're reading this somewhere. I... I I don't mean that directly. Our our hats off. I would love for you to reboot this story. Give us your side of this. I would love to hear your side of this and maybe how you felt during this whole process because, you know, you were someone coming back to, you had lived a life. A whole life. And... Shattered it. (laughs) 
I, yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I, I would love the other side of this story. The other side of the story. Eh. Both sides of the coin, if you will. Both sides of the coin. <laughs> okay, let's, 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 let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Next. This one. Uh, the shorter one, It's called The Devil Poops Prada. Amazing. The title alone. Out of college, I got a job at a startup as the vice president's personal assistant. I really thought that I would be helping make a difference in the company. I won't tell you what we did, but it involved hordes of telemarketers on phones. This already sounds horrible. I used to count myself lucky that I was not one of those people taking phone calls all day, but believe it or not, my job was actually worse. (laughs) This company was so cheap that they had lights that were motion activated. So it was very common in the middle of the workday for someone to stand up, wave their arms to get the lights to come back on. They're being energy efficient. Like a target. You walk down certain aisles and lights are going off and lights are going off. It's a discotheque. Um, uh, the workers were watched to make sure they didn't waste time or take breaks. Having a coffee break was frowned on. We had very high turnover, but they were constantly hiring new people. My boss was the wife of the president and her entire business sense, although very savvy, was based on being a total bitch. I love it already. To tell you the truth, I was hired to be her friend. (laughs) (laughs) And to talk to her. And occasionally, when she went to use the restroom, I had to stand outside and make sure no one walked in on her because the one restroom we had did not have a working lock. (laughs) I love that. I would totally make someone watch the door for me while I watch use the, the door. I'm going to use the restroom. I would totally make someone do that. That's a, that's a boss move for me. I like it. Oh, uh, they were so cheap. They didn't want to get it fixed. So this is where my story goes into motion. I was thinking about quitting anyway, but I don't think quitting really sends the accurate message. I was on call like a doctor and she would call me constantly to complain about nonsense things things that weren't even work-related. My family would joke it was like the devil wears Prada. (laughs) The final straw was the time that it snowed tremendously. The night before, and I told her I couldn't come to work because my car was snowed in. She said she'd send her driver to get me because she absolutely needed me at work that day. That's very thoughtful of her. Send the car. I was reluctant. (laughs) (laughs) but allowed her to send her driver who took an hour to get there and two hours to get me to work. What? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This was so we could order lunch, take out together, and she could complain to me about her boring life and how much she hated her family. Sounds like a great day at work to me. This was my job. What a win. (laughs) What an easy day. No filing, no no note-taking. I didn't even remotely like her. I was miserable. A week later, I saw on my paycheck that there was a deduction. Stop it right now. Can you believe (laughs) she had the nerve to charge me for the ride she sent to my house to take me to work? The audacity. 
That's caucasity, right? <laughs> that is. That is. I couldn't believe that somebody could be this backstabbing and cheap. It was the principle of the thing. You forced me to come. She charged me for a full tank of gas for her driver. I tried to talk to her about it, and I tried to talk to HR about it, but nobody took me seriously. I was fuming. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was fuming. You were angry, sweetie? Okay. The next day at work, and knew that I was going to quit without giving my two weeks. I've always wanted to just walk out on a job. Yes. But I needed to do something else that would truly send the point home on, to her. Camp. Let's go. She told me she had to use the restroom and please come and stand guard while she took her afternoon powder. I can't wait for this. This was going to be particularly excruciating because on this day, she wore a dress that zipped from the bottom all the way up her back to her neck. She had to remove the entire dress to get out of it. Oh. What, what a dream. <laughs> what a treat. What a dream. Five minutes after I stood outside the bathroom, I simply walked away. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, bitch. I'm Knowing out. that it was just a matter of time before somebody opened the door because it wasn't locked and saw her in all her glory. I went back to my cubicle, smiling, laughing, and waiting. And moments later, sure enough, I heard her scream as the mailroom guy walked in on her. <laughs> <laughs> the mailroom guy makes it so much better for some reason. I overheard the entire office laughing. I decided now is as good a time as any. Grab my hat and coat. <laughs> I never went back to that job, and I rarely ever talk about it. I can only imagine her face as she sat there on the toilet naked while somebody walked in on her and that's the end of that story that, that was a, that was a boss move right there good job writer i brilliant Gross. the time the timing of the perfect just truly amazing because the, the 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 bathroom the 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 clothing options from the boss it true the caucasity chef's kiss it was beautiful we're gonna take a break and when we come back I'm going to give you the final thought because this is not a revenge podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Are you having a good time? I am. What a treat. What a dream. Worst, Worst thing you've ever done. done. You optioned one way. You optioned another. I didn't know what felt you good. Buy optionable? I... Like are, you, op- are you option curious? <laughs> I just like a lot of options. <laughs> You're optional? You're optioning. In all of my relations, yes, I feel like I have been optional. (laughs) (laughs) A moment ago, I was talking about uh, my partner, Craig, and we were talking about family. And I said, like, one of the first things I really liked about him was that he didn't play those silly games that a lot of people do where they're like, my dad is my best friend. Like, I have the best family. My mother makes the best chick. He didn't have these stories. And that's one of the things I was really kind of always looking for. Like, I don't ever want someone to pretend like their family is worth 
shit. Like, I, I, because that's not the drawer. The, fa the family should not be the drawer. The family is the obstacle to get away from. Or they should be a nice accent. If you do have a great family, they how, exist, how okay. lovely, lovely that we have someplace to go mm -hmm. spend the holidays. But I don't ever want to be best friends with my mom. I don't ever want to, like, be singing my family's praises. Maybe that's our own trauma with our family. Maybe. <laughs> so my story today that I'm ending the, the pod with mm -hmm. is about uh, everyday days that flip by, that mean nothing, that are gray, that like, you know, in, in that beautiful play that we live, we, we, we read about Grover's Corners, little Emily said, oh world, you're, you're too wonderful for anyone to imagine. <laughs> Clutch my pearls, hold my heart. I love little Emily Webb. She really knew what was going on in our Truly. town. Yeah. So one day, in my own little our town, also known as Norwood, New Jersey, where I grew up, um, I had come to visit the family mechanic down the road from my family's house. Two birds with one stone. When I would drop off the car, I would walk home and I would spend a little bit of quality time, family time with them. Now again, I don't want anyone thinking that family amounts to a hill of beans. <laughs> For you. <laughs> There's things of substance out there. Families are great, but like, have you seen the coat I'm wearing? I mean, it's nice, right? <laughs> Listen, for some people, family is everything. For <clears throat> Teresa from the Housewives of New Jersey, family is everything. Prostitution! <laughs> so my mother says to me to be nice after I've spent quality time with them for an hour or so. My car was serviced. I'll give you a lift up there real quick to the corner station to pick up your car. It was a random day. It meant nothing. I don't remember what I was wearing. I don't, I don't know what sequence the moon was in. I couldn't tell you anything special. It was a blood. I don't remember anything it about the day. It was a Tuesday. It was a random Tuesday. Yes. Remember in that, in that song, um, The Sunscreen, where he's like, life manages to catch up with you on some idle Tuesday. Blindsides you when you least expect it. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. My mother and I, she was driving down our street. It's, it's less than a minute and a half drive to get to the corner store. We were just talking. What were we talking about? Nothing. Nothing. Didn't stand out. Nothing Driven. registered. I couldn't tell you what we were talking about. But I can tell you that as we approached the stop sign at the end of our block, a gigantic truck that was a, thur a Thumans meat truck came barreling over somebody's front lawn from the main road and collided with, literally through the middle of the car that my mother and I were in. Actually, it was less through the middle and more through the front. Because if it had been the middle, he would have gone right through us. And he went through the front, like where the engine is. He spun our car around three times in the road. The road, the very road. <laughs> the very road. Your block. <laughs> where I have ridden my little boy bike my entire life. Wagons. Nice little walks as a little boy, blowing dandelions, blowing dandelions, blowing dandelions. Is that what we're calling him these days? Blow <laughs> blowing, blowing dandelions. Who's dandelion? Going with my, my family to the end of the store, end of the block to go to the little milk store and get a little uh, Mars bar or Hershey's chocolate. It's very, it's very unique. Yeah. It's, it's very like Very close wholesome. to the creek where my brother and I would find tadpoles and Jump around this was in New Jersey? Mm -hmm. This was in... Yeah. So here's <laughs> what happened. Country. After this car barreled through us and spun our car three times and there was nothing but, like, smoke, 
And I realized that we were okay. Even though the ambulance came, you know, took my mom's vitals, took her to the hospital and all Check that. Out, yeah. And neighbors that I've never even met before poked their heads out. Oh, what's going on in the street over there, right? My father uh, said, well, I'm going to go to the hospital to make sure your mom's, like, okay. You walk home. And then when I come back home, um, I'll give you a ride, ride up to the, the store to get your car so you can get out of here. So I walked back to our house, the house that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. Right? The, the house was completely silent. And as I walked in, it was quiet as death. And it occurred to me as I was walking through the hallway toward the living room that I've been a million, billion times, that this story could have ended very differently. And I started to do that thing where you look at things for the first time. I saw the clock. I saw the carpet. I saw the cat. You know, like I just I looked at things even though I'd seen them a million times, I myself very much became Emily Webb in that... (laughs) (laughs) Emily Webb in that moment. Very aware. Goodbye to clocks ticking and mama's sunflowers and and coffee and sleeping and waking up. Oh, Earth, you're too wonderful for anyone to imagine. Does anyone realize life as they live it? Saints and poets, maybe. They do. You may applaud. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Now, the point of this sordid song of the South, of course, is that, like, while I was walking around the house, like, looking at things for the first time, it occurred to me that, like, so many of these gray days go by in our lives, but they could be snuffed out in a moment. And maybe I shouldn't have the kind of attitude that I have about family not amounting to, like, a hill of beans. Because really, like, when all is said and done, there are only links to the past. But look at my coat. I mean, my coat is just... <laughs> just look that at was... Faux fur and, like, the, in, the inner the, lining. The plaid lining. Plaid yeah. lining. Leather. Is it real leather? Yeah. Well, how dare you? Of course it's real leather. Well, I don't... I would... I... Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna throw red paint on you. Yeah, Louis. That was a very Louis B. That was a very deep thought. I like to end on a nice note. That, and I just want to say thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for and having being me. such a, a great sport. I mean, it's taken us since 1995, 96 to get here. Don't put years on it. I Don't mean, label us. But I couldn't be happier. Couldn't and, be happier. Um, thank goodness. Yeah. Thank goodness. Theater queens. Yeah. Well, anything special going on in your life? Oh, that's right. We're working on Legally Blonde together. That is correct. Opening in April, my birth month. Yes. What a treat. What a dream. Truly. Um, Legally Blonde. Something to promote. I do have something to Mm -hmm. promote. Legally Blonde, the musical, April Mm -hmm. 22nd. I'll be there. I will also be there. We can make go out it. afterward and get some Soco Amaretto lime. Soco and lime, make it a double. Make it a double. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, thank you so much for doing thank this. Thank you for having me. Um, I guess we'll catch you on the flip side. Say goodnight, Gracie. Goodnight, Gracie. Who's Gracie? I don't know her. <laughs> you just listened to the worst thing you've ever done a podcast where I explore the worst stories of my friends and strangers, each week with a special guest. Concept and editing by me, Brennan Joel Bartlett. Music by Anthony Bevilacqua. Vocals by Kevin Lynch. Available on Spotify, Google Podcast, 
Radio Public, Copy RSS, and other platforms. Some names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent. Send your future emails to worstthingeverdone at gmail.com. Thank you, Andrew.